This is Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio <laughs> with Emily Dean and Alan Cochran. You can text the show on 8.12.15. Follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at Frank on the Radio. Email the show on frank at absoluteradio.co.uk. Still not happy with on. Well, we'll come to that because we've had a number of reader suggestions mm-hmm. oh, how you good. can cope with that. Oh, OK. Right. What is it? Some sort of uh, antidepressant I have to take to stop me fretting about it. Well, do you want to hear now? Yeah, let's. What, what, what should it be? Okay, Al. Can I have the words again? Al, let's open this uh, Pandora's box. So at the moment, it says email the show frank at absoluteradio.co.uk on my bit of paper. And the, and the producer, Sarah, has written in biro on. <laughs> so email the show. Move to Biro on frank at absoluteradio.co.uk. I feel the Biro seems to be part of the problem for you. I, no, yeah. I'm, I'm happy. If any Biro that's correct, I'm happy with. I, I can see why she might have eyed at, because there's a, there's a Cumberland sausage at right. in the yeah. address. Well, Al, we've had some correspondence, haven't we, regarding this. Steve Amphlett, for, for example, mm. says... Yes. Send emails to frank at absoluteradio.co.uk. Yeah. Email should never be a verb. Oh, good. <laughs> yeah. Sounds like yeah. my father. What is it? An American corruption. He did um, email us to say uh, yeah. email should never be a verb. Yeah, I don't It's, it's a strict rule, that. But it's I, very strict. In fact, but I've I already wouldn't broken mind. It. It's uh, so strict. Yeah. <laughs> Drop us a line. No, you need, still need an at or an on. You need that, and you also need to be living in 1979. Yeah, well, I am. Yeah. Radio so Caroline. that's all right. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm OK with also, that. We've also had... Uh, oh, by the way, I've got an old-fashioned cold. I don't know if you can hear that. Um, oh. Dear Frank, read your email address announcements during your housekeeping announcements when you advise your readers of the ways you can hear from the outside world. You've expressed some dissatisfaction with the phrase email the show on frank at absoluteradio.co.uk but you don't want to say email the show at frank at absoluteradio in case it implies the use of another Cumberland sausage at the beginning of Frank. Yeah, that's correct. How about replacing the word on with via? It worked when it was via the Absolute Radio website. Oh, that's true. Why did we ever drop via? That sounds like uh, some sort of a, a theatre in Italy conversation going on. Why did we drop Via? She was fabulous. <laughs> yeah. I'm not sold on. Oh, I, we used to, it was good. It was good enough for us when we used the uh, company one. Okay. Uh-huh. Before okay, our yeah. producer had the brilliant idea of getting our own, um, which he's trying to claim now, steal it from the viewer who sent in and said, "Why don't you have your own website address?" Oh, yeah. I don't know. It's on people now. You can't. Uh, you can't copyright anything anymore. Could you do maybe a, sh- a TV show called People Now? Yeah. Where you yeah. just rant about people now. Having uh, Prince Charles on for the Christmas special, which is called uh, These People. <laughs> I know there should be a bit of swearing in that, but they won't tolerate it at Christmas. Certainly not in the title. Uh, people Ooh. hate it when I do that, <laughs> but now I've done it again. Um, uh, can I, 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 it was, uh, last Sunday was Absolute Live. 
which is our big um, annual Christmas comedy night at the London Palladium. Yes, and, and it's, all, um, it's in aid of a very good cause, isn't it? It is. It's it's Teenage Cancer Trust, yeah. and um, does a lot of work for charity. Well, I don't really. <laughs> I, I usually I just well I won't explain what I usually do because you don't let um, your left hand know what your right hand's doing. But here's the thing: when I got into my dressing room, you know, you get I, I don't know if you're familiar with the term. Um, I know uh, you guys are, but the, the rider, yeah, and a rider is what you get in your dressing room in the way of food and drink and refreshments. And sometimes yeah. in the old days, I used to put local postcard, one pair of black <laughs> socks. You could put anything on your rider. I was yeah. once on tour at the same time as the Kinks, and I found their rider in a dressing room, and it included oxygen. Oh, I nice. love it. And presumably part of that is to check that it's being read properly, isn't it? Like the blue yeah. M&M's thing. Well, I'll tell you what was uh, in my dressing room when I uh, when we oh. come back. No, it wasn't her. Oh, God. <laughs> Frank Skinner. So, yes, I got into me. I, I was, I was, we were on a um, dressing room rider cliffhanger. Oh, yes. Yeah. So, right. so you had something in the corner. So I went into dressing room, um, star dressing room number two. It was. Oh, dear. I know. Um, and um, they give you with one hand, they take it away <laughs> with yeah. the other. Anyway, what did I have? What was my rider? It was 11 candy canes. That's I mean, get thee behind me, Satan. <laughs> you don't want to start on those. That's a lot of sugar, isn't it? So I was going on stage with one just hanging out of my off my bottom lip, like that thing that they um, suck the fluid out at the dentist. You know that? Oh yeah. <laughs> were the traditional the traditional Christmas? About, I guess they were about seven inches and um, to to the bend. Oh, okay. Right. The bend. They they had problems in the early days of candy cane. The bend was a, an issue. Oh. Yeah, they they couldn't find a way of um, bent. They 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 used to lose a lot of their candy canes that they made by they just broke when they were bending them at the end. Yeah. So people were going home with bags of candy canes that had been thrown away, broken uh-huh. ones. It's a shame they don't have other. Can you think of any other walking aids you can get in candy form? Oh well, I am I'm, I'm eating a sponge sugar. Um, uh, what's it called? Uh, What's that frame? Oh no, it's that's it. He's finished. Oh, he's, he's finished. finished. Everyone will remember. He's lo- apparently he's lost it. Al, I got it. I got it. Go on. I got it at the end. The sponge sugar Zimmer frame. Oh, well done. After. Oh. I forgot the word Zimmer frame. Oh well. I, no, I but it was appropriate. It, it was appropriate that you were reaching for something used by the elderly yeah, exactly. whilst forgetting. Yeah. You're not the first person to struggle reaching for a Zimmer frame. <laughs> Indeed. Just a candy crotch. You could have gone candy crotch. It would have been easier. Uh huh. Yeah, but it, I'd like a candy crotch, but with a fruit pastel as a ferrule. Oh, nice. Oh, lovely. I love the word <laughs> ferrule. In case you don't know, it's that rubber bit on the end that stops it wearing away against the pavement. So, oh, did, so what have that. you done? Did you eat any of the canes? I, you know what? I did think, of course, my son will love these candy canes. I'll walk in with them over my forearm. Like You're walking those with them over your dead body with Catherine. <laughs> well, he's he's already had about five, 
So uh, oh, I've broken lovely. through the... It's nearly Christmas for good. It's beginning to look a lot like Christmas. So, I'm drowning. <laughs> Bing Crosby drowns live on television last year. <laughs> It was a, yeah. So it was a good night. It was a great night, actually. Great audience, great cast, lots of comedians. There was a bit where I got so carried away. You know, Al, that feeling when you don't want to come off? Oh, yeah. There was a bit, I was introducing Dara O'Brien, and there was a bit I actually, he was standing in the wings, like, you know, how much longer are you going to do? And I I remember I turned to him, held up my finger and said, just one more joke. Oh, God. But it was, it was. He was delighted. (laughs) He was fine. He actually did have a cane. Oh, yes, that's right. So, um, I'll tell you what happened to me. I... um, They dropped me off at the end of the road and I couldn't remember where the stage door was. So I thought, I'll just go in through the main door. How can you not remember? You've been there so many times. Well, I don't know. I'm not good on direction. So I walked tried to walk through the main entrance and then the Magic FM <laughs> show had been on and there was all these pe- Magic FM type people in, you know, pastel sweaters <laughs> tied around their shoulders and, um, yeah, and uh, women with uh, sweatshirts with like a big um, Mickey Mouse face on and uh, so happily Paul Sylvester our boss was coming out and he, he took me to one side dragged me into the um, into the stage door and, and rescued me it was a lovely moment they gave me uh, laminate wristband candy cane and off I went to my dressing room that was actually a full size candy cane to I get wish, me down the corridor I wish Harry Kane had married someone called Candy oh, he's yeah. got that so wrong oh that would have been brilliant you would have done that just for the joke you don't get people called bamboo <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio um, now we often say don't we on this show that Alan is the motoring correspondent and I uh, think of Emily as, as the dog correspondent oh right. good so between got... us we're both the fashion correspondents are we we share that but oh yeah, yeah, yeah don't we Emily but I, I, <laughs> I've, got got a, <laughs> I've got one I think that you might both be able to help me with because I was um, I had to um, pick up um my dog from Lord's Cricket Ground where it wasn't allowed in it's a long story but um, we've got time so I, was, show. so I was driving but I've never driven in the car with the dog on my own before I no. assumed the dog would just lie on the back seat right. and that would be fine um, so pretty soon after about two minutes of journey the dog suddenly appeared in the front of the car to my right. horror oh, dear. and was like walking about on like the dashboard where all the buttons on is quite low in my car it's not one of those where it's actually on we expect a dashboard so I was worried it would it's gonna it might you know switch to sport mode you know sport yes. when you drive sport Yes. Um, yeah, I don't want to like that. Do no, they? I don't want to drive sport around town. That'd be crazy. Yeah, crazy talk. Or even go. Worst of all, could have switched me to AM radio. I don't oh, want yeah. that. Which is radio's um, version How of the dark feel? web. What if it yeah. switched you to cruising? 
You well, don't want that. I'll stop that. <laughs> um, so Legend. I had to. I had to have it on my lap. It got on my lap then, <gasps> my dog. Now I'm not. I don't know if there's anyone listening um, from the police. Obviously, I'm making this up. I'm just reaching for my highway code to check what well, might be all right. we're dealing with here. It might be all right. It's, it's, it's a. It's a. It's a dist- it would be under distraction now. It might be under uh, dog as he- airbag. <laughs> I figure it would have took it would have took it would have protected my um my um lower areas if I, if we'd had a crash the way, the way it yeah. was right. also your dog Frank I've met your dog Oh yeah there is a there is a dog's airbag exemption Oh thank goodness <laughs> We're not talking you know a small shih tzu here it's a it's a reasonable size your dog it's um, it's one of those. It's not a big dog. It's not a small dog. Okay. Right. I mean, it's not Steven St. Bernard. It's no, not no. comedy I, you film from the eighties. You couldn't man. have a St. Bernard on your lap. No. And also, you know, drinking and driving. They've always got that <laughs> barrel around the neck. Um, no, so then every time I turned the wheel, it was like robbing on the dog's back, and the dog was looking at me like, you know, get off, get off. Uh, and I thought, I'm really not liking this. So I was driving with one hand holding the dog down and another one on the stick. I mean, it's not right. Flash the lampoons. You need a boot and one of those dog nets, don't you? You can't, put, you it in the, you can't put it in the boot. No, in like an estate car with the little dog net, you know, like a Volvo driver or possibly a Mondeo or... Dog no, net. You don't have those anymore, <laughs> Mitt Romney. Available. Mitt Romney, you don't have those anymore. What you now have... <laughs> Is the dog carrier at the back? I have a dog carrier. Oh, I'm not hiring staff for this. <laughs> this is not is dog, in the dog net. Is that um, is that where dogs go to sort of discuss various dog <laughs> issues? <laughs> oh, what is a dog carrier? Oh, you can get all sorts of them. It's a special car. Dog, you you can strap it into the car. It goes in by the seatbelt. It's wonderful. And it, it means your dog, you can travel safely without worrying about your dog straying into any of the controls or mechanisms. Well, I thought about seatbelt through the, under the collar oh. no. to sort of hold it in place. And then <laughs> I thought... Explains. Uh, yeah, I thought, well, I didn't do it. I, um, it it's a bit let him have it. So I, uh, <laughs> I didn't do it. It was, it was harrowing there. Frank Skinner. What else did I do this week? Oh, I went to see um, the Valkyrie. You know, oh. the um, Wagner Opera. Did you? He Fight. was a high-maintenance chap, wasn't he? Who, oh, Wagner? Wagner. Mm. Yeah, probably. Mm. Um, great sides, though. Oh, hey. yeah. He'd have slotted into Shawaddy Waddy if he'd been born later. Frank, but just briefly, Paul from Glasgow, get a dog lead with a seatbelt clip. Oh yeah. He then he says, "I think it's the law." He then says, "Oh, oh God! <laughs> oh, okay." You need another one, one who's at the highway code. So you put it on this under the seat. Mm. I don't want to get poo on the booster. Well, That's I can't. I can't. That's what I think pro- they said in Apollo thirteen. <laughs> 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 yeah, terrifying takeoff. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's legal. You've got to have them on a lead in the car. Yeah. Could she just run along at the side? It no, always makes me so. laugh, Frank, the way you're always quite shocked by the modern world. I am I mean, shocked by that. Well, who knew, though? Who knew that a dog has to be on a lead in a car? It's a bit counterintuitive, isn't it? 
I'll just get me dog on a lead and then we'll take it for a walk in the car. I mean, it's almost as though the problem that you're describing has been thought about. The you know the dog jumping into the front and crawling all over the driver. That that might be why the yeah it might be. be you know it just well I've I've got some uh, that exact I've issue. got some uh, gaffer tape now in the oh, glove. Yeah. Should be all right. <laughs> we'll get texts. No, yeah. it'll be fine. She's still you know she's well loved. Yeah. Don't worry yeah. about it. Mind your own business as well. There's always yeah. that one. There's always that aspect. <laughs> uh-huh. So, yeah, five hours. The Valkyrie. That's long, isn't it? It's long, but there's intervals. The first interval was 40 minutes. What about that for an interval? I actually, me and uh, Baroness Bakewell, who I was with, nipped out and had a hot meal in the interval. In the 40-minute interval? Yeah. I and think I, that would have been stressful for me because I would have thought a hot meal was sort of 45 to 60-minute commitment. Why aren't you stressing with the... You see, I would have thought... Uh, I w- did you have a word with your servers and say... Well, we went, we laid, we laid our cards on the table. He took his servant with him. <laughs> yeah, I took my dog carrier. Did you say, you know when you spoke to the people, did you get uh, Joan to do it or did you do it? I let Joan do it I because would have let she's Joan very, very authoritative. Can, can we go back to calling her Baroness Bakewell, please? Okay. <laughs> I liked it. Oh. So Baroness Bakewell says, um, <laughs> she said, look, we, we are in the interval from the opera I see I would have kept that quiet <laughs> she said um, we've got we've got 35 minutes what can you prepare a meal in 35 minutes and oh I love it what is the best meal to eat in order to be fed quickly so they told us and we were happy and they delivered in about I suppose in about 10 minutes that's good and it did make me think all the time you wait in restaurants when they have to they can yeah people are incentivised by a deadline aren't they yeah I get the impression in kitchens you know when you see on Gordon Ramsay it's all this yeah we need that but in fact like it's people with their feet up saying oh I saw let them wait then it'll feel like it's a more difficult thing to do and whenever they say it's just on its way yeah. Sorry? Whenever they say it's just on its way, mm. I never believe Yeah, but that. they say that oh. about minicabs. Everything's <laughs> just on its way. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you might have just got lucky and you just got a restaurant that was very keen on people enjoying Wagner. Yeah. And it motivated them. Like What I would say is um, it was tense. It's impossible to eat a meal under high time restrictions without it yeah. being tense. But it's quite good. It's quite good uh, cardiovascular, yeah. that, that anxiety about mm. finishing in time. I actually left, left the cafe with a piece of chicken and mushroom pie in my hand. That's oh, attractive. Yeah. Pie is a good travel food, though, isn't it? So... Oh yeah, you know, it's, it's not like a salad that you're just. So it's like, ideal, ideal for Wagner. Frank Skinner, Absolute Radio. So it's good. It was good. The uh, the Wagner. I liked it. Don't worry about the. Uh, I think there's some weird. It's a different world opera. There's a bit yeah. where this bloke. You know. You know they have those stories where someone falls in love. Let's say a bloke falls in love with a woman and then. 
he finds out it's his sister and the whole thing is destroyed their whole um oh, it, yeah. yeah it was it was like that and this this bloke um falls in love with this woman and she says you know actually I'm your sister and he says brilliant you can be my sister and my bride and I thought it's right. a different world isn't it <laughs> opera mm. very yeah. different I like you referring to the the characters in the Wagnerian opera is this bloke. Well, you know, <laughs> I, I can't remember all the Zieg um, things and, and all that, but it's, it, was, it was good. I've had a very cultural week. It's long, though, isn't I went, it? I went to the... Um, I saw Measure for Measure. Oh, the problem play. The problem play at, um, <laughs> at the Sam Wanamaker Theatre. Uh-huh. I mean, let's not get on to... Sam Wanamaker. If I was called Sam Wanamaker... Thanks for the tip. <laughs> I would pitch a TV show that was... Every week I made a different thing with some people, members of the yeah. public, and it would call like Wanamaker Sausage, Wanamaker <laughs> Dog Carrier. He's kept it clean now. Oh, yeah. Nice work, Frank. Yeah. yeah, I'm pleased, I'm pleased. But wouldn't that be a great... That would yeah. be commissioned, definitely. If Zoe Wanamaker's listening, you can have that. Because the, ti- the title is so good. And it was, you know, Wanamaker this yeah. week on Wanamaker. And you've got that dot, dot, dot. Yeah, they, dot, 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 exactly. They love the ellipses, exactly. the commissioners. Wanamaker uh-huh. dot, 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 ice cream sundae. And then the whole <laughs> thing is about making the best possible ice cream. If there's any, uh, anyone called... Yeah, Didn't sorry? this used to be on children's TV, the Mr Maker show? No, not is Mr that... Wanamaker, though. Oh, right. Yeah. No. Was he, was he a film director or something? Oh, yes, and he uh, rebuilt the Globe Theatre. Yeah, well, and he's got his oh, own little did. one. It talks at the side of the Globe Theatre. And we all well. did. Yeah. So, how was the problem play? Well, it was brilliant. I loved it. And I tell you what, it took me back to something that we used to do in the old days, because it ended with a dance, a big... Well, the whole cast, more or less the whole cast danced, a bit like the end of Shrek. Yes. Um, <laughs> and uh, most, cartoon, <laughs> most cartoons now, there's a dance, right, at the end. But do you remember... I'll tell you what, I'm going to... I'll tell you after this. I'll tell you after this. This is Frank Skinner. Frank Skinner. This is Absolute Radio. Uh, this is Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio with Emily Dean and Alan Cochran. You can text the show on 8.12.15. Follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at Frank on the Radio. Email the show via frank at absoluteradio.co.uk. I mean, I, I hate to introduce a voice of controversy here, but 452 has mm. been in touch via... It's not, a, it's not a promising opening. No. As anyone who's ever spent a childhood getting buses knows, this means your destination by way of the back end of nowhere and right round the houses. <laughs> Therefore, not appropriate, since it is now a direct email address, preposition is definitely on, as email is a platform. I love the show, Jenny. Brackets, South Shields, close brackets. No, okay. Kiss Mark. Kiss Mark? <laughs> Is that a note, a little memo she's put? Son of Bismarck. South yeah. Shields. So. Howie. <laughs> um, I liked it with Vire. I'll, I'll be the fly in the ointment if it's necessary. Yeah, I, th- I think I think there isn't enough Latin on this show. I've always said that. I was going to say it's uh-huh. very uh, Roman. 
glad you brought glad you brought up that caveat, Frank. Yeah, exactly. Oh, <laughs> so listen, um, the the thing that the dance at the end of Measure for Measure. Yes, we should oh, yeah. say anyone who's just freshly joining us. We left Frank at a production of Measure for Measure. I, yes. At the Sam Wanamaker Theatre. I don't want to make a theatre. That's too much. No. Um, I like the ice cream sundae idea better. Okay. So at the end they dance, and it reminded me of we used to come into this. Now, Al, I don't know if this was before your time or not. I cannot imagine you as a participant in this. A try, uh-huh. and I have an oh, imagination. I have an imagination like Walt Disney, but I cannot <laughs> right. picture you. But before the show, we used to dance to the theme from Cagney and Lacey, the yes, popular this is cop show. Time. Yeah, um, and uh, it used to sort of get us in the in the. I don't know. It was like a warm up exercise, was it? Yeah. The music was was it? Da, 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 great, da, it's a great tune. Is that it? it starts with a sort of a. It's a fine. It's like, like so many um, music things from films and TV. If you take them away from the pictures, they sound even better. Uh-huh. It was a, it was pure TV sax, wasn't it? Session oh musician. man, yeah. It was it was um, it had a bit of the Quincy. Jo- I don't think it's one of his, but it had a bit of that feel about it. I know it. exactly mm. what you mean, yeah. Mm. And you're right. I've never danced to that with you. No, I, I just can't. Right I can't now. picture it that you would. Yeah, do that. I, I don't. I don't find it very easy to join in. No, that's <laughs> one of my problems <laughs> I wasn't in life. Expecting that kind of revelation at, at nine ten. <laughs> I like I just it. Struggle though. with it. It's it's difficult, isn't it? I mean, it's a, I mean, if you're going to be a, a join in, that that is a challenge. The uh, dance into a TV cop. TV yeah. theme. Well, Frank and I assumed the sort of uh, positions that you sometimes get in the opening credits. You see maybe the cops laughing, mm, having a coffee. Styrofoam cops. Yeah, and then maybe just blended in there to give it a bit of a mix. Maybe a difficult arrest scene, but it always I mean, ends not, on a joke. I'm not going to lie, I think Gareth joining in, in this may have been uh, coercion or workplace bullying, but we'll go with it. <laughs> yeah, there was none of that in those days. No. <laughs> Didn't exist. Hmm. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I think he did dance, but maybe, yeah, maybe he felt he had to. Right. I don't think yeah. Al's ever felt he had to. No. <laughs> no. So, um, so this, ha- so I'm not saying I miss it. I'm saying it just seems it seems like something from another time when yeah. we used to dance yes. to that. I'm not suggesting we start dancing before the show. What would we dance to now? It could only be da 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 and I'd go occasionally. Ha! I don't know if you've noticed, it's sometimes forgotten that on the actual theme tune of Strictly, a bloke goes, ha! Every now and again. I tell you what. if you can get it. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) What about the lyricist's fee? (laughs) Brilliant work. I tell you when the bloke does it, it's specifically after, there's a bit of a truck driver's uh, key change in that. Oh, there is, yeah. Duh, duh, duh. And that's when the bloke chimes in with his... Then it goes, da 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 it goes <laughs> off again. I, I, every time it changes key, I see it. It's like Anton de Beck. He's four inches away from my face looking at me. It's like it's like a mental image that comes to me. I don't know why I associate it with the key change. Ha! I'd love to find out that it was Anton who was doing that. If anyone knows, it's, it's, not, it's not Dave Art. It's not Do Dave Art. He had it negotiated. Yeah. He gets extra for 
With him, it would be more, ha, it would be sort of uh, smoother. You can, even just thinking about, when that image of Anton comes to me face to face, I can smell aftershave. It just, it's, it's in complete sense around that the whole thing is there. But it, that that is the the greatest TV like, thing. If Anton Dubeck did uh, Six Sense, it would be I smell aftershave, wouldn't it? Yeah. That'd be his version of it. <laughs> Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. I noticed on the news, by the way. I don't know who our news reader was this morning. The producer will know. Mm. Okay, think. thanks. Um, <laughs> See, without your support staff, you're nothing. That's why I've always said that. <laughs> you're nothing. And she... Uh, I love it when Frank gets into his factory mode. <laughs> she was talking about, um, is it Storm Irwin or something? Erwin. Oh, yeah, Storm Irwin. Sound... Arwin, yeah. Is it Arwin? Oh, yeah. I saw it was, it was snowing at, uh, at West Bromwich Albion last night. Oh. The end. Anyway, um, she said that it was... Uh, Ghost, you know, they ghost these things. Yeah. That's when they're at their best. They, yeah. you know, they dribble around and it's fine, and then they start ghosting, and you're in mm. trouble. Mm. Yeah. And I don't want to disgusting. Oh. But she said, and I'd never really thought about this before. She said, um, ghosting up to speeds of ninety-five miles per hour. Oh, no. <laughs> that's definitely a silent letter. No. But it's never occurred to me because it's spelt with the H if you said per hour. But it's uh, we don't say it, we say hour. And I've never thought about that before. Well, it's like people that quite self-consciously say, did you stay in an hotel? <laughs> Which always sounds very Basil Fawlty. An hotel. An hotel, yeah. a lot of people say. Oh, why did they say that? For the same reason they would say, how <laughs> no, I, I think she, um, she, you know, she's a professional. She's trying to sound all the letters. Oh, oh yeah, professionals, good. dear. Oh, yeah. no, I'm well, not. come on. I'm not. Yeah, I am. Um, anyway, I, 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 it was interesting to, to moi. I, 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 I hate to force us back to the denouement, but did you not have a, a, a denouement to your Wagner? Uh, not Wagner, your... Uh, measure for measure. Yeah, your measure for measure song and dance number. No, no, I, I was just saying that they did a lovely dance, a la Shrek. Right. In fact, a la every every animated oh, film see. you see now, they end like that. I'm sorry, and I it just so. reminded me. No, it's all right. Um, I can tell you more about measure for measure if you like. I but to die and go, we know not where to lie in cold obstruction and to rot. Mm-hmm. I like it. The absolute radio here breakfast. And I take it okay. there wasn't a song and dance number at the end not, of that. Not period. that. There was no dancing in that bit. Uh, <laughs> I would like to interrupt That's this all right. Shakespearean interlude. It's okay. With a retail intruder. Oh, okay. Now, in case you're new to the show, if I'd be surprised if you're still with us, if you are. But <laughs> um, if you got through the Shakespeare, good luck. You're our kind of people. Now... I was talking about I bought my son a poppet, which you may know is is a thing that you pop little bubbles with, in the shape of the Incredible Hulk. Um, Remind me, I've got something to tell you about the Incredible Hulk. Um, And um, I bought it from a vape shop in Blackpool. And I, I thought this was a strange place 
to sell um, puppets. <laughs> and I, I, I refer to the uh, phenomenon of the retail intruder, which is things that you find in, in a, that shouldn't be in that shop. Now, we had a fabulous text, and if you remember, someone had got into a jewellery shop where they had a display of megaphones. <laughs> <laughs> or um, bull horns, as I think they call them in uh, America. And the reason they sold megaphones was as a security measure. If you if your jewellery is about to be stolen, <laughs> you go, um, we are being robbed of my jewellery. And, and people come in. It's a tremendous... <laughs> I don't know why we don't all carry a megaphone. It, when you think about it, it makes absolute sense. Imagine running for a boss. Stop! <laughs> Um, but anyway, we'll, we'll, we've, we're at a break, but I'll, I'll, we'll come to that now. No, I've explained. Frank Skinner, Skinner on Absolute Radio. Can I return us, Frank, to the subject of retail intruders? Oh, yes. Please, yes. So we've had this correspondence from one of our regulars, Dr Troy Astart. OK. Dr Troy says, Morning, pals. Still doing retail intruders? Question mark. <laughs> Frank. Yeah. But you well, you answered in a questioning way yourself. No, I was thinking Dr. Troy and retail intruders. I wonder if the wooden horse qualifies <laughs> well, as yeah. a retail intruder. But I don't think they actually bought as a gift. That was just a yeah. that was just an equine intruder. Exactly. As a child, I think I I think I owned one of those in the eighties. The equine intruder. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what they call with those names. <laughs> oh dear. Anyway. As a child, I went on holiday to Newcastle, Northern Ireland. Uh, I didn't know there was a Newcastle in Northern Ireland. How? That's the sort of thing you'd know. I did not know that. I'm not sure that's right. Do you think his parents told him it was oh, Northern wow. Ireland? I don't know. Anyway, we'll return to that subject. I mean, Dr Troy is one of our regulars and a doctor. That doesn't mean he's not capable of fiction. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Where there was a shop called Bonbon. It was a paper shop with the kind of stuff you'd expect. Papers, stationery, casual groceries and even mm-hmm. a little post office. Okay. At the back of the shop, a small door through to a room full of swords. showy weapons of all kinds I remember my dad was particularly amused by a pole arm oh aye he said I'm sure he didn't say it like that but I don't feel I can do the accent oh aye he said I just went to the shop for the paper and a pint of milk but I saw the pole arm and couldn't resist what is a pole arm? I've seen it it's one of is it like a jousting thing? I knew Al would know is it what like a Lance. Yeah. How would you describe it, Al, as the weapons correspondent? He bought a jousting lance as an impulse buy. <laughs> jousting lance is a good description, I think. Mm. Oh, OK. Surely so, you would judge him if it wasn't an impulse buy, if exactly. he was searching jousting lances high well, I mean, and low. It, I suppose it has to be. If it's in the back of a corner shop they sell them, it has to be an impulse brilliant. buy. You wouldn't know it was going to be there, would you? Exactly. Absolutely brilliant. Mm-hmm. Frank, can you just remind us of you were going to you left us hanging with the Hulk. You said you'd had an in, an incident involving the no. incredible Hulk. And oh, well, well yes. I, I, can I just confirm exactly Newcastle incident. is a town in Northern Ireland? Fair enough. I take it back. Do you think the person oh, who was selling? Oh, we're the lads. 
<laughs> do you think the person who was selling stationery <laughs> just built their way up from those little letter openers, like a little nine oh, feet type yeah. letter, yeah. and then they sold larger and larger blades and ended up with a sword shop in the back? Yeah, I wonder if you could. Do they qualify? Does a letter opener qualify as stationery? If I walked into Ryman's and said, have you got any letter openers, would they laugh in my face or say, over there to the left next to the megaphones? <laughs> I, I think you're right. I think it's now become... It is essentially a murder weapon in Cluedo. That's all it is now. Yeah. Does no one use a letter opener? I had one that You've was some sort of animal's foot handle and, um, and then, like, a, it was a beautiful sort of... Um, I don't want. I don't, it's probably plastic, the actual handle. But even so, it was, it was a novelty letter opener. It's a thing to behold. Okay. What's your um, favourite letter holder? Eight twelve. <laughs> not older. Your letter opener. Eight twelve fifteen. Frank Skinner. Frank Skinner. Absolute Radio. What was we talking, we were talking about? A shop name, weren't we? Called something. Well, we. I would just like to... It just reminded me, sorry, that I saw... You know, I, I don't want to go into loads of comedy shop names but no. because, you know, because I don't. But um, I... There are other people's jokes, but I saw one this week that I couldn't work out the pun on it. And maybe you can help me out. It was a sort of a... It was a food <laughs> shop of a sort of... Uh, I suppose, a sort of Eastern cuisine. Mm-hmm. And, yum. Um, <clears throat> Middle Eastern, I would say, probably. First and, and foremost, uh, yum. Yeah, like, and the title really. of the shop was What the Pitter. OK, oh. what is that a pun on? What the Dickens? What uh, the Pete? What the... I'd, for what Pitter's the sake would have been all right. <laughs> You're absolutely right, For Frank. Pitter's sake, that's what it yeah. should have been. But what the yeah. Pitter, I could not make... I could not work out why that was... Right. It was in, like, central London. No, it wasn't tucked away somewhere. I hate a lazy pun. <clears throat> I mean, I hate a pun, let's No, be but the, it's the one we haven't got. Is, is, it, is there a TV show about potty? Yeah. Called mm. What the Potty? Probably isn't, is no. there? No. If I, like knows it, the I like it when we don't get jokes loudly on the radio. I think it's good. Yeah, I just thought if you got... I mean, it was, there was a big, proper, professionally made shop sign, you know, over the top of the shop that said, what the pitter? That, that must be great for the sign writers because they think, well, this joke isn't going to work. We'll be back doing another sign in a year when they realise. That's... Uh, you know what they the need? It keeps giving for them, isn't it? You know what they need in their life is... A Frank Skinner figure, like Andrew Lloyd Webber had, who comes in, for example, at the curtain call of a show that's been running for 45 years and offers advice. Well, I, that's what I'm doing now. What yeah. the pitter is, for me, is not good enough unless there's something I haven't seen. The pitter yeah. of it, it could be called after that war poem about World War One, but maybe that would be yeah. uh, not... Maybe, yeah, maybe that would be also inappropriate in many Pitter, ways. Pitter, she's... Oh, no, I won't go there. Uh, John Hopkins... She's a no, I, no. I stopped that. Now, 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 I stopped it. Howie. John Hopkins. Howie, as I say, in Northern Ireland. <laughs> John Hopkins. Hopkins. One of our... I would say he's... Uh, we shouldn't have favourites. But he is. Do you want to return to Hopkins? Let's give him a build. Yes, it's, we, we, all, all the uh, all the cracks are in the wrong place today. If you notice, know, you know when you're out, if you step on the cracks, I think yeah. we're stepping on them left, right, and centre 
as I believe they say in France. They say centre. No. no. I don't think they do. Pity they've missed an opportunity to go, which they love. Peter. They love it. <laughs> Um, you were in the middle of a um, email from it was, Hopkins. It was a tweet from Hopkins. Okay. And it was just in reference to your mention of letter openers. Oh, yes. Hopkins said, as I remember, my dad used to have a miniature brass pirate's cutlass. Nice. And once the correspondence was sliced open, he would store all his paperwork on a massive spike. Oh, no, I haven't seen that for a long time. In fact, have I ever seen it in the flesh or only in, like, um, Terry and June? Or journalism films where they spike it, don't they? You used to get it in um, Laurel and Hardy. There was a thing where someone would have it on their desk and they'd put their hat down and it would put it down on the spike (laughs) and then when they walked out, the the paperwork was on top of their head. It's in similar (laughs) movies to where the newspaper editor had a visor and the sleeves rolled up. Oh, I love it. Uh, of course, the spike, surely, is from the same family as the paperweight, <laughs> which we spoke about yeah. last week. It's a more brutal form of the paperweight. Well, as Hopkins <laughs> says, there was a lot more jeopardy attached to letter opening back in the 70s. That is true. Yes. Well, it still comes with some small uh, confrontation. 376 has given us a glimpse into her world. Hi, Frank, Emily and Alan. I use a letter opener when I can find it, as my darling husband also uses it and never puts it back. And then they add, (laughs) yes, a few minor spats have arisen. There's a lot in that. Yeah, people are having letter opener-based arguments. It's probably just as well when they get heated that they can't find the letter opener. Maybe we'd be learning about this relationship on the news rather than uh, in and this part of the show. Simon F has uh, got a slight variation, as he puts it, on retail intruders. Oh, yeah. Retail odd bedfellows, Ooh. a.k.a. retail shotgun marriages. <laughs> I never understood why shoe repairers routinely also do key cutting, but it's so established it feels normal. Why were these two services ever chummed together? That question to Frank Skinner, please, on the panel. So what are the two services again, sir? Key cutting and shoe repairs. Yes, and often they'll include a sports trophy. Yes. Um, <laughs> well, yeah. you've got a lot of friends at Timpsons. I don't want to... I know you don't like to name drop, Frank. I know people who've... I know uh, alumni of the <laughs> Timpsons University where they are taught their, tra- their varying trades. Oh, do you? Yeah. We're not paid well, by Timpsons, by the way. No, but, we're not but, paid by Timpsons. But I am, it is one of the companies that I am pro. I think I've discussed this before. Yeah. It's a good company. Well, there's a lot going on. Yeah. Can you buy a sword there? Can you help? I don't believe so. I think it's no. uh, out with the legislation. <laughs> they've they've slipped up on that. I, I really don't know how those things were brought together. The key, the sports trophy, the... Um, shoe repair. The shoe repair. <laughs> they, I mean... That really does feel like three men, three darts, and a yeah. large list of services that they just <laughs> threw at the thing. But they seem that they both smell a bit of oil. They all smell a bit of oil. You know what I mean? It feels like a bit. There's quite industrial um, things, keys and shoes. I think it might be that they all need some kind of vice. Is there a vice thing to it? It's like, do you think they make vice <sighs> jokes? 
You've got to have one vice. Do you think they oh, say right. that? Yeah, yeah. They call themselves the vice squad. <laughs> yeah. And stuff like that. Yeah, it's a poor... Um, I mean, I love a pod, but I don't know if it should be a premise for an uh, international no. chain. <laughs> but there you go. I say international. Have I talked to him sums up a bit? I don't know if they... Yeah. I don't know if you can get them overseas. No. We'll soon find out. I, I sense. <laughs> Pussy said to the owl, pussy said to the owl. <laughs> Do you think that's actually um, David Bowie and Freddie Mercury's fingers that are clicking? Oh. Or have they got people in to click? Do you know, them? I've never thought about it like yeah. that. Could have been me, I could have had that job. Yeah. If the person who did the clicking on... Um, under Pressure by Queen and David Bowie is listening. Drop us a line, I'd love to know your identity. Uh, this is Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio with Emily Dean and Alan Cochran. You can text the show on 812.15, follow the show on Twitter and Instagram, at Frank on the radio. Email the show via frank at absoluteradio.co.uk. Beautiful. Do you know what? I think you get more self-confident each time you do that. You know what? I was just thinking, I finally got bored by doing that. <laughs> For the oh. first... I've been doing it 11 years. I just... Halfway through that, I thought, oh... Don't yeah. you have... Got to re, just remember it. Yeah, guys. Yeah, come on. I, by the way, I mentioned uh, the Hulk Incredible. And... Oh, yeah. uh, uh, the reason I mentioned uh, the Hulk is that me and my son Boz sat down to watch the Ang Lee version of oh. um, of the Hulk, the Hulk movie, yes, which I'd never seen before. And you know, on Sky Cinema, you get ratings. Oh yeah, oh, it had a rating of one and a half stars. Oh, that's fine. not so good. That would normally put me off a film. Well, hang on, it depends how many out of five. <laughs> oh, right. it's not great. It's is it out, out of five? One. Then and it's doing great. Yeah. What did you think? Well, I'm still. We still. We never watch a film in one go. Who does? Too long. Oh yeah, you do it in episodes. That's a bit you? too long, as they say in Newcastle. <laughs> um, so um, no, we're still. It's so far. It seems okay, but I tell you what, he's gone for Ang. Ang. Yeah. How he's gone that? for. Um, He's gone for the split screen approach, which I remember they was quite big in the seventies. I um, Woodstock, Elvis—that's the way it is—and then yeah. sort of faded away. And uh, Ang has brought it back. The thing what, about Ang like is nineties or noughties that film, isn't it? Is it? I don't know. It's a kind of slipped by me. And when I saw the one and a half, I almost uh, let it slip by. But here we are mm-hmm. in the midst of it. So far, is this uh... so far? It's a goodie. Yeah, I, I haven't seen it, unsurprisingly. <laughs> no. Because my experience of the Hulk, Uncriable, uh, as you call yeah. it, was it will always be Lou Ferrigno. Okay. And I don't want to see another Hulk in my lifetime. That's, that's harsh. <laughs> no, I think that's fair enough with Lou, Big Lou. I know, but you, Lou. Can't play, you can't play the Hulk in your old age. No. 
That would be uh, that would be terrible. A a Hulk really, as a pensioner. Yeah, really wrinkly <laughs> old Hulk. Wrinkly <laughs> with the jeans sort of hanging off him. Well, they wouldn't be jeans, would they? They'd, be, they'd, like, be? they'd be beige slacks. <laughs> <laughs> that they'd bought from uh, the Mail on Sunday. Oh, well, they bought from what with, I call with, the I Have Given Up shop. With <laughs> the, uh, the fold, the sort of all stitched in rather than uh, needed to be ironed. Oh, uh, no, you couldn't Hulk. have that. Not the, not the Hulk. Anyway, like I say, it's, it's, it seems pretty good to me so far. He's green and angry. What do people want with their one and a half stars? Well, exactly. Yeah. Can I just raise something with you two briefly? Oh, it's sure. about a dispute I had with uh, Jonathan Ross. Okay. Oh. Um, it sounds name droppy, but you know he is. Frank will defend me in that he is a very old dear friend of mine. He is. So I was uh, with him uh, this weekend, and he. I was filling the kettle, mm. and he came over and said, "What are you?" Doing? Uh-oh. What are you doing? Because I was filling it from the spout. He was oh, okay. so horrified by this. He was absolutely... I mean, I'd never seen anyone react like this to the act of filling the kettle. He said, who does that? No one does that. I'm just saying I do that. A spout or not, Frank? Well... We come to a natural break here, so I'm thinking... Um, spout. What about many cliffhangers? Yeah, spout or not, discuss. <laughs> and uh, right on both sides of the paper, please. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. So we left it on a, a kettle cliffhanger. Yes. Uh, I was filling the kettle via the spout. Jonathan, my friend, said this was the most awful thing he'd ever seen. And he was stunned. It really bothered him. Mm. He said, why would anyone do that? I said, I need... We had a bit of an argument. I said, I, it's filled it to four cups worth. That's all I need. Yeah, well, my thing is there are some things in life you don't want to know about. I don't need knowledge right. of everything. And if you've ever looked inside a kettle, yeah. there's too much debris. <laughs> And the idea that I'm drinking that, that that's yeah. going into my... It's always flaking off the sides, this. It's yeah. lime scale. It looks like it. a weld yeah. of workshop down there. It's, oh, man, it's, it's really... Yes. It's, it's, I'm guessing a bit like dinosaur skin looked like. Very grey <laughs> and, and, and cracked and just swishing about in the bottom. And I don't want to know about that. you surprised to hear that. I, I like it. I am... Um, Sometimes if there's a bit in my tea, I think, oh, a bit of sustenance, food, I'll just chew on that. No, it's like drinking out of a cave. But don't you agree that... (laughs) (laughs) But don't you agree there is a sort of brutalist industrial landscape... In, within the innards of the kettle. I just don't want to see yeah. it there. I don't want to see the sort of furry element. And as Ultramarkness points I... out, filling from the spout dislodges the build-up of sediments in the filter, hence pro-spout. Yeah. Sure it does. <laughs> you just tell yourself that, mate. Look, we are drinking strange mineral deposits every time we have a cup of tea or coffee. Just live with that. Uh-huh. Also, if you fill up from the the top, mm. you've got a kettle in one hand, the lid of the kettle in the other mm. hand, and yeah. then you've got to move the taps and you start thinking, what am I, in the circus? Exactly. <laughs> I mean, you're all right. You're a juggler by trying. Yeah, exactly, but it's not for everyone, is no. it? 
No, I, I don't. Um, I, I don't agree with Jonathan Ross. It's on rare that. I disagree with him, but we really did have quite a fallout, and I ended up getting quite personal, saying, "Why does it matter to you so much?" Oh, don't do that. Well, a very good uh, friend of mine who used to work in um, hotels. In what capacity? I'm a bit worried. As a cleaner. Oh, good. And she said um, that she was told, (laughs) she was told by the management. What was that? Alan said, what a relief. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) She was told that um, what you do when you go into a room that's just been vacated, use the towels that have the dirty towels to dry out the inside of the kettle. Again, another relief oh. there, Al. Oh, yeah. That's gross. You're joking. No, that's what that was her instruction. So they'd dry out the inside with, with the towels of well, people. I'm afraid I, I heard something on a podcast, which I want... Am I allowed to recommend another podcast? Which I don't know if I'm allowed. Well, uh, Angela Barnes. Do you, do you imagine I care? Angela Barnes, I'm a, fi- uh, a fan of, so yeah. She and John O'Farrell do a brilliant podcast called We Are History. And I learnt via their podcast that the late Robert Maxwell, I'm Mm. not even going to say, you'll have to listen to the brilliant podcast, but he used towels regularly. uh, He didn't look like he used towels that regularly. Instead of uh, loo paper. Oh, no. (laughs) My joke. I'm not happy with that. I'm not happy with that. Yeah. Oh, dear. I apologise. Yeah, that's terrible. Anyway, Al. Let's hope they never got inside the kettle. (laughs) No, not over to him. It's the break time. It's the fairs as a peer. I've left it on the towels and Robert Max. I'm sorry. I know, it's a terrible way to go out. (laughs) People are eating. I'm sorry. Frank Skinner. Absolute Radio. Sorry. I'd like to uh, bring your attention to a gentleman called Rob Greenfield, who's 35 years old and has made the news this week for having just 44 possessions in a in a little backpack. Oh, yes. And he, he, he's made the papers as being a, a minimalist, which is uh, one of those words that, like, five years ago I would have thought it was cool, but now I think mm, possibly quite annoying. A bit like professor or scientist. Um, <laughs> I like that but, annoys uh, you. <laughs> yeah. It's a bit annoying, isn't it? Like, you know, they think they're great, but... Anyway, he's got 44 possessions and he uh, lives out of a backpack. Uh, and people think it's worthy of... Um, it's, it's it's an article with a lot of flat lays. You know those photographs where people put things down and then take a picture from above? Oh, yes. Yeah, it's one of those. Well, his rule, what, his rule of thumb was anything I haven't used for six months. That's right. The six-month r- chuck-out rule. Oh, God, there goes my Christmas jumpers. There goes yeah. my Doctor Who VHSs. <laughs> yeah. Well, you have to Mine be careful what season you do this on, don't you? <laughs> there used to be. It's got strict. There used to be anything you haven't worn for a year you should throw away used to be the yeah. uh, rule. Tightening on that one. I mean, we should say this character. I quite liked him. He travels around the country barefoot, bare feet, barefooted. Frank Skinner. <laughs> Barefeeted. I'm happy with barefoot. Okay, barefoot. He kept one pair of sandals in his backpack. Uh-huh. It's very. He's embracing the Nazarene lifestyle. He is a bit. Yeah, I suppose. Um, 
But I mean, he could. You couldn't do that in England, could you? You couldn't. He couldn't just walk no. around barefoot in the in the in the UK. No. No. I mean, you know, we on the pavements and things. Yeah. Awful. Yeah. He did say he has a backpack, guys, and there are twelve uh, clothing items. Twelve. Uh-huh. I, I mean, twelve. Yeah. I take twelve pairs of shoes for a week in Malta with the world's strongest men. <laughs> I couldn't you do. cope with that. Twelve. Twelve clothing items and no deodorant that I could see on the lists. <clears throat> Just saying. Is that right? Well, he said he bathes in um, lakes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, I sort of, I once, um, when I lived in a bedsit in Harborn in Birmingham, I remember lying on the floor one night, starfish style, (laughs) and I was able to touch everything I owned. (laughs) I I couldn't do that now. But what happened is I'd moved several times um, in in a short period of time, and every time I'd moved, I'd look at the stuff I was carrying out and thought... It's what I call the based form of minimalising. I'd look at someone to pick up and think, I'm not taking that again. So everywhere I left, I left some of my possessions. And in the end, I did get down to an absolute um, minimum. Wow. I don't know if it's a good thing or a bad thing. It's not great for the retail industry if we all start living like this. Good point. Well, he also has one... He also carries a postcard of Gandhi. Mahatma, not okay, David. Not David, and no. he uses it as, I would carry David. I would Me have too. a postcard of David. That would be the first thing in my backpack. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, postcard of Gandhi. That'd be, yeah. That would be... Uh, that's, he said, is his favourite item that he had. That'd be great, wouldn't it? Yeah. If, if he was on Desert Island Disc, what's your luxury item? Could I have a postcard of Gandhi? <laughs> well, you're a cheap date. <laughs> yes, you can. I wanted to ask for six silver napkin rings in the stre- because it was like the luxury item. <laughs> and they said it wasn't in, wasn't in the spirit of the show. What they say. Spirit of the Spirit show. Spirit of the show. I think they are. Doctor Robinson Crusoe. <laughs> Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. We were talking about Rob Greenfield. Yes. Yeah. Who, uh, he's, tra- he's an itinerant, isn't he? He travels around everywhere, doesn't he? Well, let's not name call. Come on. Well, I mean, he doesn't have a house. That's one of the things he's got rid of. Wherever oh, he lays his hat would be his home, but he doesn't even have a hat. Does he, he have a hat, hat, Rob? Oh, man, I thought he'd have kept one hat. No, not even a fez. He has one backpack, Frank, which looks like it could do with a clean. And one pair of socks. One sandals. He's got socks and sandals. He's got socks, yeah. I'm going right off this guy. <laughs> He's, uh, at least they're matching socks. Yeah. I'll give him that Good credit. Point. He also... Amongst his essential items, and we should say there are only a handful of there's five clothing items, two pairs of underpants. Two? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No Show comment. Uh, he also has nail clippers, yeah. floss, that's relief, soap. Now, this is what I like as one of the essentials lavender for relaxation. <laughs> wow. I mean, come Couldn't on. Couldn't he pick that up on the way? <laughs> Just yeah, go, go via. It's the first time I've heard of a gentleman of the road, as my father used to call them, (laughs) uh, carrying lavender for relaxation. 
No, yeah. that is a strange. Uh, I, I mean, if you're really, really keeping everything um, down, it's an odd. Also, why do you need to be relaxed? How stress? I mean, come yeah. Where's the stress coming from? <laughs> Which sock shall I wear today? Busy day Which, in the bushes. <laughs> Which friend shall I visit for dinner? Yeah, and what does he do for food? I'll tell you exactly what he does. He has a campfire. Okay. Yeah, but he can't eat a campfire. <laughs> you've got to, uh, you've got to cook something on it. Well, what does he, he inhale? Smoke? No, but he must go foraging in woodland. Oh yeah. Well, he has got, um, he has got like a, a laptop and a phone. Maybe he's doing like online food orders. <laughs> Deliveroo. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, foraging. I mean, what, do you mean stealing? <laughs> no, what, that's what the local, just... local farmers call him, Rob Greenfield. That's where he's getting his vegetables. Yeah, Rob Myfield. That's exactly. What him. That was, I think that was my joke. Yeah, oh, oh, was it? Oh. Yeah, I mean, come on. I get it. There's a certain rules that comedians must abide by. I get by. it, though. Oh, my <laughs> God. I feel... Even worse than that, I didn't get it loudly. That's oh, man. Is I'm it really over? <laughs> Is this bit over? Because I feel sick. This was like when I did Just a Minute. And I was talking about Greyfriars Bobby not actually being a true story about his loyalty to his master. Mm. And I said, I'm Bobby Charlatan, I call him. Mm. And Paul Merton said, didn't he play for Manchester United and got a big laugh? Mm. Well, obviously, that was the joke. Oh, okay. I see. <sighs> okay, well, come on. Anyway. We've all had a drink. <laughs> no one here has had a drink. So we don't know oh, what he coffee, eats, actually. but he, he has them on a bonfire. He has one of I tell you what he did. Let, he let slip Rob Greenfield. He let slip. He said, because he was obviously asked this by the journalist, you know, what do you do when you need to wash clothes? Or, you know, presumably one man cannot always wash clothes by rocking stream alone. No, of course. So he said, oh, occasionally I'll, I'll crash at a friend's. Oh, no. I'll use their cooking and washing facilities. Yeah. No, but that that's that friend is surely a, another item. That's item number forty-five. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think what he's saying is, I like to live a non-materialistic lifestyle, whilst friends are paying for the bills. Oh, I yeah. mean, you're being a bit hard on Rob Greenfield. You probably well, let some have a look at his Gandhi postcard. <laughs> I, <laughs> you know, can I say, give and take. I actually thought Rob Greenfield was stunning. Right. Looking. Very, yes, very handsome. Oh. And I like, I do. He's got a history as a womaniser, it says. Oh. It doesn't say that. that. That'll, be why, that'll does. be why I was attracted to if him. If that was true, there'd be, <laughs> there'd be other things amongst his 44 items. <laughs> Frank Skinner. Frank Skinner. Absolute radio. I will say this about the old uh, Rob Greenfield article. Yeah. There's a photograph of him in there that's taken from below his feet, so you can see his face sort of peering over a pair of feet. And when I first glanced at that picture, I thought, oh, God, that would be embarrassing if he had a Veruca. And he has. You can oh, see no. a Veruca on the oh, picture. I don't know if I'd recognise a Veruca. You sure he oh, hadn't just stood on chewing gum? didn't recognise it. It's not it's some old like friend of yours. dot on there, really. I'll tell you what I did the other night when I was at, when I was at Measure for Measure I did that thing of uh, I was sitting at the front at the uh, upstairs so I, I watched a lot of the play with my elbows on the rail 
And my oh, head, yeah. oh, I love that. Do you know nice. what that is, Frank? It's very National Theatre sort of uh, theatre critic. I like to really, you know, give the old neck a rest. It's great. <laughs> oh, man, I love that. I, like, I want to get those seats all the time if I can. Front row in the circle. Um, does he have any sort of music? Does he have an iPod or anything of that nature? He, no. Maybe his computer and phone are there. He has or a laptop. He has a laptop. He has a laptop. Where's he plugged that in? He can't. Mate's house. <laughs> yeah. He's got a lead that's 7,000 miles <laughs> on his charger. <laughs> well, what he says is that he practised, he decided not, he ditched his phone. Right. Did I suspect he? he has one for emergencies. But he did it by, he practised keeping it in a drawer. He weaned himself off the phone mm, yeah. by keeping it in a drawer for a day at a time. Okay. I mean, because part of his whole thing is, it's not just travelling like for practical purposes, it's also a whole ethos, isn't it? It's about mm. mater- being materialistic and mm. it's about mm-hmm. whittling down, you know, yeah, how, it's essentially how much... Um, you can't have electric things that you have to plug in. It's <laughs> like, what's he got, a stereogram? <laughs> Do you remember those stereograms, massive wooden things that had, like, speaker at each end and then a record player? Yes. Oh, man, they was... Well, everyone had one. It was part of the furniture. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was furniture. how much land does a man need yeah. is the principle here, isn't it? Yes. Well, it's... Um, well, I, I can I see more that. than Rob. It's like when you see, um, for example, George Clooney in an advert and you think, how much money does a man need? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Have you true. seen the new Johnny Depp walk, plays guitar in the desert and then walks with wolves perfume advert? <laughs> yes. I mean, they say comedy is dead. I don't think I've laughed at any, anything that much on the telly for 20 years. I, I, the... Ma- Honestly, John, where's his friends? Where's his friends saying, Johnny, we need to talk, mate? I mean, oh, looking all really moody, you know, followed with some wolves having a walk. Left the, left the guitar just lying on the dirt. Litter. Yeah. Oh, man. I hope he didn't take those wolves out of the country without uh, sorting out the... Uh... <laughs> well, I have to say, Johnny lost you at wolves, to yeah, be honest. Well, exactly. yes. So, look, uh, by the way, um, I'd like to thank um, Tash Ginner of the Radish Soap Company for sending me some soap, which smells... I haven't opened the thing, but it smells lovely. I'm a big fan of soap. So there you yeah, she's Not the radish so- from Rob Greenfield. Yeah, yeah, but but he doesn't use much in the lake. You allowed to use soap in a lake? There's an old question I wish I'd asked earlier. <laughs> I feel that could be a rich vein of debate. The old soap in a lake. Oh no, you never see bubbles on the Ganges when they're in there like washing things and Johnny stuff. Johnny Depp doesn't it? look like he's a big fan of soap. Bobby, uh, Johnny Depp looks like he's. Only a big fan of one thing, and that would be Johnny Depp. Anyway, thanks for listening to us. And you know what? If the good Lord spares us and the creeks don't rise, we'll be back again this time next week. Now get out. This is Frank Skinner. This is Absolute Radio.